0: You're listening to a previously recorded episode of the Detroit Red Wings Alumni Show. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. Red Wings trying to get the sweep. Three seconds left into the zone. The Detroit Red Wings to the standard
1: party up over the line. McCarty got by his man. He scores! What a play Dan McCarty made! Now we got a fight. Dummy! Oh, and who's he involved
0: with? Looks like that's John Gruden. That's the first time I've ever seen Feddick in a fight. Ten seconds away from successfully defending the Stanley Cup, the Detroit Red Wings. Their bench up, Osgood with his arms up over his head coming out. The Detroit Red Wings have
2: won the Stanley Cup for the second year in a row.
3: Shot in on the new goaltender, Eddie Mio, in goal. Look at, look at that old school mask. That's something?
0: He's a brave man. Hey, Patrick, he's in. Six goals. Kalima. Koser and Probert, though, that's the main one here. These are good friends. You rarely ever see Koser and Probert. Go at it. Most of the former Red
2: Wings. Well, Detroit Red Wings, their offensive catalyst, number 25,
0: welcome left winger John O'Grodnick. Got it in front, the score! Jerry Sanwumay, the shot heard round the world! As line, champs <laughs>
3: Welcome to episode number 14, episode Shanahan of the Detroit Red Wing Alumni Podcast. Joining me today, I have a motley crew, but first of all, I want to welcome back my co-host, the incomparable one, the man with the face for radio, number 41, Eddie Meal. I thought this was podcast, not <laughs> radio anymore. I got a face for podcast. Uh, you've got a face for a lot of things, and I'll tell you what, <laughs> television is not one of them. Welcoming also back into the chair. Um, Been a frequent guest for us with a lot of. Information. Don't know if it's necessarily always correct, but mm. welcome back.
4: Very true. Very true. Art
3: Regner. Art, how are you? I'm doing well, Newman. Eddie, always good to see you. Always oh, great to. Yeah. He should be co co host. He is co co. Yes, because he fills in <laughs> a lot more than I'm here. We're gonna call him Butter because he'll be co uh, co. Cocoa. Cocoa. Cocoa butter. Yeah. There we go. And uh, you know, very special guest today. um You know, for me, it's a personal thrill. Sean Bellegian is with us in studio today, and what people don't know, and I know he hates it when I tell people, but Sean and I went to Lavonia Bentley High School together. We did. And oh, Sean was <laughs> Bentley talented. <sucks>. Uh, <laughs> Art, let me know when it's the Art Regner show. <laughs> well,
4: I'm sorry, I was just going to say Lavonia. Lavonia Franklin. You know what, actually, interesting, I don't mean to interrupt you, Newman, <laughs> but, but you're going to, anyways. Okay. <laughs> when I went to Cleveland Elementary and Emerson Junior High School, when we were in ninth grade, ten, high school was 10th, 11th, and 12th. Half of the kids that I went to elementary and junior high school with ended up going to Bentley because they lived across Plymouth Road. And then the rest of us went to Livonia Franklin, which was basically going to school in Westland because half the school was right. from Westland at, at Franklin. But I'm just saying that, you know, that a lot of my dear childhood friends ended up going to Bentley. A school now. That is now the Jack Kirksey Recreation Center. That uh, yeah, and we'll, but Bentley Field, George H. Bentley Field, still there.
3: That's where I played, you know, for the Livonia Eagles. But finishing, <laughs> what so did the you play? What guy did knew? you play? Yes, uh, I'm telling the story of how Shawnee B and I know each other. Sean and I sat next to each other wow. in high school in the Bentley Concert Choir. And those of you that don't know, I'm going to school you that the Bentley Concert Choir for at least thirty years in a row oh, was yeah. the top choir. In the state of Michigan. Dr. Smith was a legend. So with that. The pain. Uh, <laughs> I know Sean's got a lot, but Sean, welcome to our little show.
5: No, I'm glad to be here with you guys. Uh, yeah, I was just there my freshman year, and then I, I went to Stevenson. And uh, Art, much like you were saying, they took three, basically three groups and put them, one in Franklin, one in Churchill, one in Stevenson. So that's how they separated all of so, us. So Bentley didn't close, right? I mean, you could have still gone to Bentley. No, Bentley no. closed. Yeah, oh, Bentley closed, closed. So you, when you were a you freshman. You ended up at Churchill? Or did no, you go no, to Stevenson? No,
3: no. no, my parents got divorced. I ended up going to Mount Clemens High School. Oh, okay. So all my right. junior and senior year were on the east side.
5: Yeah, so I went to Stevenson. So a group of my friends went to Franklin. A group of my friends went to Churchill. So that was uh, weird after freshman well, year. Well, you know, the state streets in Livonia
4: that what was really interesting about that. It seemed that every other house was either a Franklin or Churchill house. I mean, kids that lived right next door went to a different high school, or the kid had gone across the street. I mean, it was the way they made the borders back then was just odd, I guess. Eddie's, and,
6: and,
5: Eddie's and now, Livonia memories come up at 420. Absolutely. It's Eddie Edgar. And
4: you can it, say Ed- Eddie Edgar. That's of course named after Eddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was. Uh, Everything's uh, named after me. <laughs> I know that. But uh, then, of course, now it's open enrollment right and you can go to any well, pretty much school, you school. Want. yeah right yeah
3: there are certain um but well livonia yeah it's not um as territorial as it used to be i think that, it like is.
4: churchill's the arts school from what i understand
3: well yeah that was one of the things that i remember after bentley closed because dr smith had gone to either franklin William or William. churchill William. to do the um <laughs> the school of the arts it was like an arts you know what, you guys? I swear to God. Hey, I'm proud of my time in the Bentley I concert. I do see part. this on the uh, on the itinerary. This
4: rambling going on here about your high school.
2: God, let me take you back to Windsor, Ontario, Canada, for God's sake. Where
4: did you go? Like a Cardinal Mooney or something? Or?
2: Close. What? Assumption High School. Oh, Assumption. Yeah. Okay. Assumption. So Catholic Central Assumption. All right.
3: Point okay. taken. All right. <laughs> One of the reasons we're bringing Shawnee in. Shawnee's making a rounds. You know, obviously he's just gone through um, another transition where 105.1 has decided to go all hip hop. All the time, wear your hammer pants. And
4: Greater Media was sold yesterday. Yeah, coincidence? I think not.
3: Uh (laughs) So what I've got today is essentially.
4: Well, it was sold, and it probably look. Sean knows this. Talk formats very, very expensive, and. You know, if you're going to scale it down and go to 10,000 songs in a row without an air staff and all that, it makes the asking price oh, a lot more attractive. Yeah, yeah.
3: So, Sean, give us a little bit of an update of what you just went through and what you're looking at. It doing.
5: was, I mean, it's the business. I mean, you guys all in in various, I guess, facets have dealt in this business. Ed, both, you know, as an athlete and obviously working in the business, you can't ever take anything personal. I mean, it's the way it goes. You know, it's. I, I still firmly believe that there is a place in this market um, for just sports. And, I mean, no disrespect to 97.1 when I say that. Oh, you can say that. But, no, but they mix things up, no, and it's you not for me. No, you can but I can. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> no, they mix it. It's not for me. And, you know, one of the cool things about it is, and I think that's one thing we all have in common, um, I love hockey. That's my favorite sport. I'm an unabashed fan. And I think hockey fans haven't had a place to talk hockey for a long time around here, and yeah. I, th- I think that's disgraceful. I really do, because, Ed, you mentioned Windsor. I can just tell you in the time, and Art, you did a hockey show forever, but I did a hockey show um, at one oh five one uh, all the people in Windsor chiming in, you know, whether it be OHL, whether it be World Junior, Absolutely. whether it be World Championship. Uh, there There's a market out there for that, and I hope somebody gives it a chance in the near future. I really do. Well, I got some
2: op- opportunities in Windsor now. A friend of mine has got with Kojiko, mm-hmm. and he does the Spitfires now, and he's trying to get a good sports, uh, you know, a talk show on TV. And Kojiko, and you can go radio, whatever. And Art and I have talked many times about this. I mean, oh, yeah. I think we had a good run there for a while, except we had an owner that was bipolar. and uh, But my point is, like, at 105, when you came aboard, I honestly believed now they got the right track. They're going to bring you. guys that know about sports. Because when they first started out, they bought the franchise from ESPN. And remember, Art, you and yeah, I? Yeah, it was, it was our Yeah, uh, it was our but the point is, they never used the caller. Newman, Newman was part of that too. Yeah, Newman was my—he sat in for you a yeah, couple right, times. Right, right. But my point, Sean, is—is—is is, is they had an af, a morning guy doing an afternoon show on a sports station. Okay, no offense to Drew, but that's the wrong direction to go if you're bringing in an all. Well, sports that day station. part,
4: if you're going to do a sports station, your afternoon drive show has to be your premier show, Absolutely. and it has to be a sports show. And what happened was is, you know, and Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Drew was drawing an audience, but they just didn't listen to the rest of the day. I mean, they didn't listen anymore to the station. They just listened to him, listened to Mr. Skin and found out, you know, how many times Phoebe Cates was nude in a movie. And then, uh, exactly. you know, and, and then and what, what and don't scene. forget
3: the Monica dress. But I, if if, but if you, the if dress. you yeah, get the DVD,
4: I'm... go 15 minutes in and there's Phoebe. You know, I mean, you know, after that was over. You know, his audience didn't want to hear about no. what the Tigers were going to do or the Red Wings or the Pistons exactly. or the Lions. They, but, that wasn't their thing, you know, and, and that was a grave mistake made. I don't blame, obviously, Sean wasn't there long enough. I don't blame any of the air staff for the 9-105. No, 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 no. Their management was absolutely horrible. That's what I'm talking they had, about. They, yeah. they, they really, really put the air staff in a bad position. They didn't hire the right people uh, in the beginning. And they just had no clue. I, I don't know. They really, literally thought we can flip it where they lose. In a month, they lose 700,000 in QM, which is an astounding uh, number. astounding number. Uh, when you lose that many people, most of whom were women, and then you don't really have a, a, a plan in place, and they didn't. I mean, they never grew. That radio station never grew. You know, that may be demographically,
5: but their 12-plus number – the twelve plus, you're absolutely right. It was like one point three. Yep, you know, twenty five fifty four. We we went up in the end, but twelve plus, you're right. Right, but by that time, look, you're you're three years in, mm. and you know, your twelve
4: plus number. Regardless, twelve plus is the kids, people twelve and over. If you if you're if you can't grow your audience, even though you can grow it like demographically, and I get that, and I understand that, and that's where all the sales come from, but if you're if you're pulling. You know a zero point eight or whatever their last you know trend was at twelve plus. Nobody knows you exist. Nobody is talking about you, and that's not on Sean's fault because no. he did everything that he could do. But that's on management. That's on Greater Media. It's one of the biggest failures in radio history. Period.
2: I, that's I'm with you on that. I've and, and and i Detroit also,
4: should have two stations. Yeah, I was at least. just going to
2: say that as Sean was right when he said. There is room for another good sports no da- station Look, radio.
4: People wanted to tune into 105. They it didn't was give them the product.
3: Art, it was bait and switch. Because everything you're saying about Drew Lane, I'll disagree on this. The guy was a legend. The guy beat Howard Stern in this market. So put so, him on the morning show. Yeah, but, no, no, no. Right. He Not didn't, the afternoon. Right. But they could've,
4: he could have worked no, in the no, morning. No,
3: I understand that. But here's where it was bait and switch. When he went to afternoons, we were all pretty much given the impression that he was going to talk even more sports that he didn't on the riff only because Mike Clark didn't want to do it. It's not what they wanted in the morning. So he was going to have the opportunity to go and do that. It was probably a week into that show when they were doing the old bits. Where you're just like, are you tongue jacking my shit right now? I am not listening to this in the afternoon. This is the morning. It's funny sometimes in the morning. But I heard that. I can pull out my best of Drew and Mike and hear every bit that they were doing in the first two months of that show.
4: Well, right. But see, this this is the issue here is When we first started DFN, the first sports talk station in Detroit, we were all under the impression that traditional uh, radio, that the morning drive was the key. So we had the morning battery of Butch and Larry. And then we had the odd couple in afternoon, afternoon drive. Now, afternoon drive was not an important day part back then. Everything was geared towards morning drive. What they found out through research, and because the only other station might have been WFAN that was a viable, and had been around a long time in New York, and it it was billing millions of dollars a year. What we found out was is that in the morning, even your most hardcore sports fans – are getting up and going to work, that they want a little bit of news, they want a little bit of weather, they want to know what their day is. Then, when they get off work, they're geared towards the game, you know, or if there's an afternoon game, what happened? And so we found out very, very quickly that afternoon drive is the key to Sports Talk Radio. That's the money maker. You put your best show there. That's where you make your money.
3: And that's when they started with because they did the morning. And That's battery, why they put Drew there. And then they had the the fabulous sports babe, which was syndicated. And then from there you went right <laughs> into um, Stony and Parker.
4: Well, so well we went into we went into Van Earl there for a while.
3: Well, he no him and Jennifer Hammond were doing like lunchtime. They were doing well. It, yeah,
4: it, yeah. It, they went like this. I mean, trust me, I know the lineup by heart. <laughs> I mean, it was it, it was definitely the morning battery, the sports babe, Van Earl. Then there was uh, after the Sports Babe. Then it was uh, the Odd Couple, which you know Rob went to Newsday, and then S- Wojo came in, and then it was Stony and Wojo, which really, really
3: that was, was a good the show, show that was a good show. really
4: established WDFN and made a lot of money for W. Even Mega after that, and then Mega Man was you know with Mega Rona was the it was the nighttime <laughs> Mega show, Rona. right? And, and then we and then, and then we sort of changed, and the Sports Babe flamed out very, very quickly. Uh, and, and then, you know, the uh, Jamie and Greg came in there, and then the sports doctors with me and Terry. And then
3: Rome. You, you know, Rome then Jim Rome while. came in yeah. and
4: was our syndicated show right in the middle. And, you know, Sean knows. it's What's interesting about this is I was thinking, Sean and I have not done a whole lot of shows together. And I thought maybe the last one, but then we did do a few at, uh, uh, you know, at, at DFN together after this. But one of the shows that we did together, we did an afternoon show for some reason. I can't remember. Someone's on vacation. We were about to sign off, and then Tom Milliken or Slava it was probably Slava, uh, Brian Lambert, our producer. Barry Sanders retired, and then we were on the we were on the air, and we were we stayed on to like one or two in the yeah, morning. We were on forever. We yeah.
5: we did a marathon, and right. that was I mean, people. That's the rush about doing it, like the reactionary yes. stuff, like you know, Art. I told you before I started working at the fan. When the Wings won the Cup in '97, when the when the the drought was over, going back to '55, it was cool listening to that all night. I mean, I stayed up. I fell asleep listening to you. I'm not kissing your ass when I say that. No, and I have people. But do that it was and wake I, up it and... was like I was laying in bed and I was like, this is cool. This is like wow, and and you related to it and stuff. So. You know, you know when I did it when you left the station. There were a few times that I was on the air, or Greg Brady and I were on the air when they got eliminated in in oh one by the Kings. We were on until six in the morning. Uh, Brady or no uh, Henson and Jamie came in and they were like, "Thanks for staying on all night," and we we're like, "We can do more if you want." Well, there's no, <laughs> no doubt I, oh was, yeah, you know, step on talking, Greg Henson. That's gonna it happen. was it was something it was something that you know you're passionate about, and a lot of people wanted to react. Uh, to yeah, I to got yeah. it when the Red Wings
4: were eliminated by the Kings. That was the the meltdown where uh, Adam Denmarsh scored an overtime goal where the Red Wings were up in the third period. And then there was a goal that they gave him that till this day, I think Ozzie and else both say never was in, but it was pushed in. And the referee, there should have been a whistle. And, you know, Marty Lapointe took like two penalties in the uh, the third period. And they got power play goals to tie it. And then they won it with... uh, uh, Adam Denmarsh, as I said, it was a Red Wings killer. I mean, happiest day of my life was when Colorado traded Adam Denmarsh because he was the guy who always he, seemed he, to be he, a thorn he, yeah. thorn in the wing side. So we're flying back. We're flying back from L.A., and we had to stop because Redbird 2 or 1, whatever one it was, we had to stop off to get refueled in, uh, like, where Colorado State is, you know, this barren airfield. And so Marty comes up to me and goes, Ugh. So what are they say? What are they saying? And I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, are "They blaming me? Are we?" Really? And we're on the tarmac. We're on the tarmac. Here's the red wing plane, and then like a mile away is like a place you can get some snacks or something. And Marty is sitting there going, "They can bleep and blame me. They can bleep and blame me all they want." In the middle of nowhere, just like going on this tirade, and like the <laughs> and everybody just was cracking up because you know Marty was. You know, Marty was a real, a passionate, though. very passionate yeah. young man. Yeah. And so this was, was his last game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he went to Boston. It was like, they can blame me. They want to freaking blame me. They can fucking blame me. You know, he kept going on and on and on and on and on about it. He's got his inner Peter Kalima going at yeah, that point. It, 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 was, it, was so, it, was, it was so funny, you know. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing that I don't think that programmers get, and unfortunately, as Sean knows, uh, the decisions are not made – when I, think, I think when we all started in this business, the decision was made by the guy in the corner office, man or woman, who signed your check. You got it. And they, you know, they were basically in, from Detroit or southeastern Michigan or the state, grew up here, understood, and they wanted to get into media. They wanted to be radio. They wanted, they wanted to do media, even if they were in sales, but they were still media-based. Today, Clear Channel or iHeartMedia, San Antonio, Texas – uh, Comcast is Philadelphia, CBS is New York, and these guys come in here and, and look at the bottom line, and they'll say, ah, geez, you know, they'll call, you know, for lack of a, you know, Dave Shore, let's say, they'll call Dave Shore and say, look it, um, I know you, you're sh- your station's doing well, but bottom line is you still got to cut two more jobs and we we've looked at it and we think so and so is the guy to go and you know, you know you're like hey wait what are you talking about my station's making money well you're making money but our cluster's not making money you got to let other people go this guy in new york could give us two shits about detroit or the or whosever life he's about to you know impact greatly that's the way it is now and and that's the the, the, the thing is, that, and this is my radio rant, and, th- and then I'll give Sean. Here we like, go. We got, we got the old art back. All, 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 I'm all I'm saying that is that. this. All I'm saying <laughs> is this, is that the, the thing is, is that the radio, the FCC grants a license to a specific city. And you're supposed to cater to the wants and needs of that specific city. It's supposed to be a very grassroots local medium. That's what radio is supposed to be. Radio is not that anymore. It's far from it. It's all syndicated. It's Mick radio. Uh, you know, you try to have any kind of like local presence, and you do for the most part. But look at music. I started off as a music jockey. I wanted to be a music disc jockey and break bands and t- talk about the history of music and all that kind of stuff. It's all segmented. You can go in and just read liner notes. You can read you know you can voice yeah, right. track your show right. in, a, in a half hour. Put it all into the computer, then drive home and listen to yourself on the air for the next six hours. Because you're not going to deviate. You're not going to be a personality. If you want to be a personality, you have to do what Sean and I would, would do. You have to be a talk show host.
3: All right. Here's what we got to do. we got to take um, a little break right here. We are welcoming a new advertiser to the Red Wing Alumni all Podcast. Right. Matter of fact, I've got Paul Hitzelberger in studio with us from United Photo Works. Thanks, Paul. So we're going to take a quick break going to calm Art down a little bit, talk a little bit more with Eddie and Sean. We'll see you in a few minutes.
1: years You've been hearing me talk about the benefits of laser therapy at Pain-Free Life Centers of Michigan, but don't take my word for it. I brought a guest in to talk to you today, former Detroit Tiger pitcher, Dave Rosma. So Dave, talk about your experience at Pain-Free Life Centers.
6: Everybody knew my karate kick from 35 years ago. I've had a lot of knee pains. I came to you. Jeff, after a few treatments, made it feel better and stronger. And then I come back for another therapy.
1: Dave, how long did it take for you to notice a difference in your pain level?
6: The first day. The comfort level, the warmness, flexibility in my knee. It it gives you a positive attitude. Emotionally, I felt better because I'm a golfer. I like to work out. It let me do these things. And the most important thing, I felt less pain.
1: So, Dave, what would you tell the listeners to do to try to avoid the drugs, the injections and the surgeries?
6: If you're suffering from pain, try Pain-Free Life Centers because it helped me. Call 248-879-1100 or visit Pain-Free Life Centers. I'm
7: Thad Zot with Zot M59 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. During our spring clearance event, you'll find the best deals in the D. Jeff, we know that, but we only have 30 seconds to tell the people. No worries. We made it easy by listing every vehicle in our massive inventory with the very best price we can offer on dealsinthed.com. Like leases starting at $129 per month or new Jeeps starting at seventeen nine. dollars Thad, we need to hurry. Our 30 seconds is almost up. But dealsinthed.com is on 24-7, 365.
0: Get there. Did you know your company has an image problem? Seriously, right now, as customers are visiting your website, chances are your organization needs to look much better than it does. Standing out from the competition is important. Looking professional is critical. First impressions are everything. As a leader, no one knows this better than you do. You know you must look your very best. Well, the solution is United PhotoWorks. United PhotoWorks is a Detroit-based photography agency with the talent, experience, equipment, and knowledge to make your organization's visual image shine. From photos of your building's interior to its exterior, from capturing your corporate events to capturing those corporate headshots, the pros at UPW are here to make sure that you and your company look fantastic. Visit us at www.unitedphotoworks.com today and receive 20% off your next session. Remember, that's UnitedPhotoworks.com.
2: One day more, another
1: day, another destiny. This never ending road to Calvary. These men who seem to know my crime will surely
7: come a second time. One day more. I did not live until
6: today. How can I live when we are parted?
7: One day more.
6: Tomorrow you'll be away.
0: And yet with you my world has
6: started.
0: One more
7: day all on my own, will we ever meet again?
6: One more day with him not caring, I was born to be with him. But a life I might have known,
0: and I swear I will be true.
2: Store, I follow where she goes at the barricades of freedom. Shall I join my brothers
5: there when our ranks begin to fall? Do I stay? Do I dare? Will you take your place with me?
7: Boys, they will wet themselves one with blood Watch them run amok
2: Catch them as a fool. Never know your luck When, when there's a free-for-all
7: free Here's a little dip Very little touch Most of them are gone And so they won't much One is to
0: My place is
6: here, I
0: find
3: As we're giggling like a couple of schoolgirls in here, that last song was just a special dedication to Shawnee B. Having him in studio. Uh, Sean, You didn't know that Sean starred in Lame did you? Eddie. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> no, but it's a true story. True story. Eddie, you know what? We yes. haven't seen you in a few weeks. You know, uh, we talked on the phone last show. It was shortly after uh, Gordy's funeral. But you know what? Clue us in. What have you been up to? Other than, you know, of course, winning the... Best Valentine vodka in the world. Best vodka in the world. For 2016.
2: For 2016. 2016, Every every year
3: there's a different one, I guess, unless you keep.
2: But uh, yeah, uh, uh, the distillery has taken off big time uh, since that award was announced three months ago. And um, we're busy doing that, but I'm also doing a little uh, consulting back in the hockey business, which uh, has taken up some time. Went to the draft. Got a load of um, you know what Detroit's trying to do for next year, um, and then um, I'm going. Uh, I'm off to uh, to New York to work the Valentine. But I'm work. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy it. Uh, Ron Dugay and myself have been asked to play in Clark Gillies' tournament on the Long, on Long Island, so that should be. Quite a reception, two Rangers playing in a in an Islander uh, golf tournament. So I'm looking forward to that. Does he yeah. still have the hair going or not? Uh, it's
3: shortened, but it's still the curly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like you. You just recently shortened your I hair. I shortened
2: my hair, but I'm going back right to my ass. <laughs> uh, and then I'm off to uh, Czechoslovakia to watch the uh, – I have a client on uh, the Select 18 team. He's from Michigan. He's a Russian kid, but uh, from Michigan. And uh, uh, USA, I'm going to watch Finland, Czech,
3: and Switzerland against USA. You know, Sean, that leads – one of the other things that you've done that a lot of people may or may not be aware of is you've been involved with USA hockey for a while, and you were doing stuff with the uh, the Whalers mm-hmm. uh, before they became the um, – the dumpster fire that is the Flint Firebirds right now. <laughs> the um, So with USA Hockey, you know, what is your role with them now? Are you still doing play-by-play? Play? Are you doing any kind it of? It was
5: it was a it was a, a strange jump to go from the Ontario Hockey League to you know the USHL and the development. It was. I mean, there and I didn't know. You know, as Eddie could tell you, there's – there's whether people want to admit it or not, there's there's like these little rivalries and there are preconceived notions about an OHL guy, uh, a U.S. guy, et cetera. There are. There's so many little silly ba- baby games. And I, I just wanted to go watch hockey and call hockey. You know, I did um, – on the television side for the Whalers back in the day, I did play-by-play. And then I've done uh, color for a few years with Pete. So um, I wasn't sure if USA Hockey was going to call, and they called – Last summer, very late in the summer, I, I didn't, to be honest, I just thought, you know, they're going in a different direction. I was part of of the Whalers and that was fine. And um, they called and they said, would you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, it was awesome. It was unbelievable. And it was an eye opener for me because the USHL is a far better league than I thought it was. And I, I told some of the people that I worked for, I said, shame on me. I was one of those guys, Eddie. I was like, "No, no, no." Well, the right. O's oh, so much better, and look, look at the high end talent. It's deep. The USHL is deep, and it was yeah. it was a blast to watch. Especially, you talked about some of the international tournaments, the Five Nations tournament in February was awesome, unbelievable, yeah. Yeah. unbelievable. You know, Sean, you,
2: you it brought a good point there. It's it's the one of the reasons that USHL like has become the league they are is colleges spend more time now watching that league. Mm-hmm. So the kids that want to go to college, the families that want to go to college, for sure, don't even look to try and get to Ontario, the provincial league that was out of Toronto, which was a big league. That uh, I talked to Tom Newton, who's a re- recruiting assistant coach at Michigan State, and we talked in Youngstown because I got two Russian kids from Belarus going to Youngstown to play in the USHL. And we were talking. And I said, "Why? Uh, I've got three Canadians here. There was two from Ottawa, and one from Mississauga. So why would they come over here when they've got good Tier Two Junior A's, what we call them?" Um, and he goes, "Well, it's because they want to go to college, and recruiters are not going to Canada that much, other than the Western schools are going to BC, which is a pretty good. And the Red Wings grabbed a kid out of uh, the uh, the BC Junior League." Yep. Their first round, so twentieth overall. Uh, the Giovanni Smith. No, no, he was second. Yeah, he's round. a Guelph, he's, kid. He's, Guelph Yeah, kid. he's Guelph. Yeah, yeah, he plays in the in the Ontario Hockey League. Okay, this kid is still in uh, Tier Two, as as they call him, because they're... BCHL. Yeah, they're still uh, eligible to go to college. Okay, so Major A is more Canada. That once you play there, you're considered a pro because they give you some cash uh, monthly okay. stipends. So. So, that league out in, uh, in, in BC is still good for colleges for the Western. Like, Denver
3: goes there a lot. Now, let me ask that then does it affect whether or not they can go to university on scholarship in play, you know, if they were paid in Canada? No, yeah, based on NCAA regulation. But that's what
2: we said. If, if you're major A and getting 60 bucks a month or 80, whatever it is now, you are ineligible. Tier two, which is the USHL and okay. BC and provincial, you do not get a stipend. So you
3: are college eligible, whereas major junior A, you are not. So Sean, are you going back then? Yeah. Um, you know, we saw Sean last year when we uh, when we played the U seventeen team. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Plymouth that's when I ran the by the way Shannon. I was first
5: star show
2: oh yeah, Damn, yeah you yeah. missed it. <laughs> you missed it <laughs> those 5 minutes that I played
5: I was first star <laughs> you were first I- star i told noomi the, the the thing that jumped out to me that game was samsonov and klimmit together mm. i could i like could Leonard watch is? it all day i, I think not, like, carson all day you could watch carson that.
3: was centering that line too oh I were much.
5: they fun to yeah. watch yeah. that was uh, yeah i'm doing it again as a matter of fact in a couple of weeks we we have um you know, a, a camp going on where, you know, Canada's going to be here, and uh, Sweden's going to be here, and Finland's going to be here, and there's an event at the end of July and the first week of August, you know, priming up for um, the the junior teams, the world junior teams, world which juniors, this yeah. year is going to be in Toronto and Montreal, as you know, which is awesome. I mean, it, it's great that, you know, it's our, it, I guess, in our general vicinity, if you will, with, with talking about Toronto. So basically, you know, this is this is all the best that these countries have to uh, offer And they're having a little uh, tournament, a camp at the the end of July. And so to be able to do that, we're going to be doing that, you know, through the USHL, not through the USA NTDP proper, but through the USHL at the rink and everything. That To me, that's all. I mean, what else would I rather be doing in the last week of July, in the first week of August? I mean, I oh, cool. I get to go there and watch some of the best, you know, 17, 18-year-old kids in, in the world play. And I think that's the fun part of it is... You know, you you do get a chance to see these guys a little bit. There was a kid last year that I told anybody to listen. I saw him. His name was Clem uh, Kostin from, from Russia. And I was like... That's our client. Is it?" Okay, Ed. He, kid's disgusting. He's going to be number... He's, he's in the top two in next year's draft. Yeah, that's what I, the story I was going to tell Numi was... I Like, I told anybody to listen. I saw this kid at the Five Nations. He took the puck about three and a half minutes left in the gold medal game. And you could tell as soon as he got the puck, he was like... The game's mine. I'm making the game mine. Weaved his way through everybody, scored a beautiful goal, and then just was blowing kisses to the crowd and stuff. And I was like, oh, is this... I don't like." Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know what? This kid, this kid's got it. He's got and, it. And it's funny. I told people after the fact. I said, "If you haven't seen this kid yet," and then all the all the previews came out. And as, as Eddie, as you were just saying, people are saying. I think at the at the lowest, I've seen him listed at three, and you know he's he's in that two three area. Yeah. It's disgusting. So take a look at, at some of these kids. And he's he's going to be playing in in Czech. Well, they're
2: they're in the they're in Slovakia, Bratislava, which is still close. Sure. And the U.S. team is is in uh, in uh, Bratislava, which mm-hmm. is Czech Republic. So we're going to be watching both. Remember at the beginning I said we got two kids in the top ten.
5: I didn't know if that yeah. was one of your guys. And, oh, and, he's he's special. Yeah, he's he's, yeah, he's yeah. you got you got to keep her there. That's for sure. Yeah. Well. It's going to be tough to keep them because everybody's going to be everybody's
2: going to be poaching them but we've got a real good guy over in in US well it's not USSR anymore but Russia yeah. that'll keep a good eye on.
3: You know before we um get into actual the big club talk a little bit of Red Wings talk um Sean it looks like you um took a shit in your pants when we first started. Mm-hmm. What was that Tiger score today?
5: 4 to 1. Was that a final? Final. Yeah, they gave up uh four in the or excuse me three in the ninth.
3: Three in the ninth. Three in the ninth. Who was... K-Rod. No. They uh, beat
5: him?
4: Uh, oh. uh, Some guy named... I forget his name. Kepler hit a... Yeah,
5: Kepler hit a homer, home and then I think Rosario... Was it Rosario hit a two-run homer? So, yeah, just a another wasted good performance, man. Um, what are your thoughts with these Tigers right now? Um, I think they are what the record indicates. I think... It is what it, it is. Yeah, I really do. I, I think... Uh, you have Verlander, who Justin's looked good. I mean, I, I think overall he's looked good. He's had a couple of real stinkers, and I think that's what's elevated the, the numbers. Fulmer's the real deal. I don't know how anybody could question him. Other than that, who can you trust right now on that staff? I mean, you can't trust anybody. And a series like this is what I think tells everybody um, there are problems with this team because there is no way that these three bums, and all three of these starting pitchers for the Twins are bums, There's no way that these guys should shut down this offense the way that they did. And I I think, gosh, I hate that they are what the record indicates. I think they're a team right around 500. And um, people, if if, if you're one of those guys, oh, don't worry, it'll come together in the summer. I think you're just basing that on hope and maybe past events. Because the division's different now. This team's different. They don't have the pitching staff that they did. And the tribe are for real. The the Cleveland Indians are for real. So that's why I was a little...
3: mm. You know, Art, then my question for you is how close are you to being Tigers free?
4: I'll never really be Tigers free because in my lifetime, they've actually won the championship of their league. They've actually won one more than one playoff game. Um the big news, uh, you know, and, and I don't know if Sean felt this, I don't feel any kind of lion buzz this year at all. Except in the middle of August, we're going to have cheerleaders. That seems to be their big story uh at this point. You know, they're going to have cheerleaders. Um I with think, their skirts and their pom-poms. Right, they'll be, you know, and, and then the, you know, 80,000 or whatever, 65,000 there at Ford Field, they'll have their pom-poms too. I mean, you, you, you look, it's at a point now where and, and I really think, and, and when I say Lions free, I'm just apathetic. And I've told this story many times. When I, where I grew up in Livonia, Sam Williams, who was one of the original fearsome foursome with Roger Brown, Darius McCord, and Alex Karras, the original fearsome foursome were Detroit Lions. It wasn't Merlin Olson and Deacon Jones and those guys out in L.A. They took that name from Detroit. So I had Lions grow up on my street. And then when Mr. Williams got involved in the players union and they shipped them off to Atlanta, Mike Lucci lived in Mr. Williams' house, and I used to go all the time and work out at Franklin High School with Wayne Walker and Mr. Williams. We'd like have on you know, back then. I don't know if they still sell them, but you could buy like a lion's uniform, shoulder pads and all that stuff. We'd go out there in our mini lion's uniforms as little kids <laughs> and run around, and Wayne Walker, who was also Detroit's field goal kicker or kick field goals, would kick, you know, at Franklin's field, at Lavonia Franklin's field, and we'd catch him, and we'd run around, and we'd run up and down the steps. So I think why my passion or now being Lions free burned so deep is because I knew the Lions. You know what I mean? The Lions were real. I could go I could touch a lion. They
3: are who they thought well, we, right, they were. Because
4: as far as like which is kind of weird because Red Wings, Tigers and Pistons, I didn't know any of them. So when I saw them, I freaked out, you know? But when I saw Lions, it was always Jesus. You know, when Tom Dempsey kicked that <laughs> kicked that field goal, I was, you know, I couldn't believe it. You know, or Alex Karras guarantees victory. The first time an NFC or an NFL team lost to an AFL team was an exhibition game in Denver was the Lions, where Alex Karras said, If we lose this game, I'll walk home. Well, they lost the game, and guess what? He was on the plane back to Detroit. I mean, right. so, like, so, the original question was about never, the Detroit never, Tigers. No, he Look, said Never, he said never. never. But, uh, t- the Tigers, no. the, the Red Wings, and and the Pistons all have shown semblance of being a competitive, so competitive, and a and a competent organization that they've competed and won championships in their leagues. The Lions have never been close. I don't care what anybody. He's like, well, they're going to celebrate this team that lost to Washington. Dude, that's absurd. By, by, that is know, absurd. By a combined
3: score of like 88 to forty-five to 10 or something. It yeah. is absurd that they're the even other day, doing that. So the they other lost day. 85,
4: they lost 85 to 10 to the eventual yeah. Super Bowl champ that year. The first game they lost 40 to nothing. The famous Chris Spielman thing where Washington had first and goal yeah, with Mark go, Rippin down on the one. You got and, and him they, going. And they take a knee. They take a knee. And see, and Spielman's like, come on, let's play. Let's play. Give me a break. Hey, I mean, that, the other, what the an other,
2: embarrassment. The other day, Eddie Murray called. He needed a couple of celebrities because we were all playing Sparky Anderson's catch. And I said, well, there's one guy I'm thinking about, Art Regner, but he's Lions free. So <laughs> you didn't you. get a
4: free golf. <laughs> thank, thank you. I appreciate that, Eddie. Actually, I really do. Look, I, I feel bad for the Lions players. <laughs> You know, everyone says, Well look look what Jim Harbaugh did for Jake Rudolph. He got him drafted. No, nah, he got him drafted by the Lions. Oh. That's entirely different. <laughs> wow. That's oh. not exactly being drafted. That's being sent to, you know, to hell. Oh. Look at even even what's his name? What was it? The the, the, the receiver It's your fault. The you receiver got him going. for uh, for Michigan State. The, the the guy who always had a shoulder problem. Charles, Charles R- Rogers. Charles Rogers. Yeah. He was a senior in at state and they asked him, Well, you know, you know, you're going to be drafted high. Cause he was a good player. Let's be honest. You know, it's kind of a flake as we know, but still. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's, I can remember this quote and it was so great because you could tell he grew up in what Saginaw or whatever. He's mm-hmm. from the state. He knows about the Lions. They said, well, Hey, you could be drafted by the lions. And, uh, and he goes, man, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> and then they said, well, why? He goes, man, because I'm tired of losing. Because back then, State hadn't turned sure, it around. Yeah. They weren't the team, you know? And I just started laughing. I mean, he gets it.
3: He they gets may it. have turned it around, but they're still not the team. Go ahead, Art.
4: Oh, well. I don't want to get, you know.
2: I'm oh, just yeah. saying. Let's
4: not get into the Michigan. There'll be enough time for that. Oh, <laughs> go, trust me. this It's, it's only going to get, you know, it's only going to get worse. Uh, it's, you know, with uh, – I don't think D'Antonio is certainly going, is not going to go anywhere. I think the state is very well established. Yet, I think if you look at Michigan and anybody who knows Jim Harbaugh and looks at his track record, be coming up. they're going to be a very good football team. They'll be, they'll team. be, they leave it at that. Yeah. They'll yeah. be a very good football team. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Sean, you're awfully quiet over there.
5: No, I mean, <laughs> he's you know, nodding his head. He's no, nodding. I, I, listen, I, I've, I've, I've written or I've, I've read about the death of Michigan State for seven years now. I heard that Rich Rod was going to be the answer. I heard that Brady Hoke was winning a national championship. I guess I'm still waiting. You didn't hear that from true Michigan No, no I No, it's, I, I agree with Art, though. All kidding. You know what the problem is right here in, in, in our state? All of us in this room, we are not used to, and everybody out there, we are not used to a real, legitimate Michigan state and a real, legitimate Michigan at the same time. This is completely foreign to us. We'd we've we've seen it. It's here. like Jurassic Park. We've seen it here <laughs> and there. And, and in fairness, more often than not, it was Michigan State that didn't keep their end of the deal. I mean, exactly. let's, let's yeah. be honest. In 99, Michigan State couldn't keep their end of the deal. You know, so it, there have been times where you, you even go back to the Rose Bowl year in, in, in 87 and, and beyond. Michigan State couldn't keep their end of the deal. Now we're embarking on an era where, listen, unless you're one of those idiots out there, if you think that, that Mark Dantonio's going anywhere, or you think Jim Harbaugh's going anywhere, you're out of your mind. There's nothing to base that on. Well, look, look Jim
4: Harbaugh announced to the world, I guess, that his wife was pregnant. That should tell anybody that thinks he has any aspirations of going to the NFL. He's he he wants that kid born in Ann Arbor. He wants that kid raised in Ann Arbor. He wants to live in Ann Arbor. The thing that people now, don't well, understand do about Jim Harbaugh is, is that, You know, people might look at me and say, wow, you're a big Michigan geek or Sean, you're a big Michigan state geek or whatever. No one is a bigger Michigan geek than Jim Harbaugh. So much so that when he went to the white pants uh, that they wore for only two years, it was when he was a kid. He told Nike, now I don't know how true this is. He said, listen, I'm going to white pants this year. They wore them when I was a kid. Uh, Next year, we're going to wear white pants. But then the year after that, you're going to have to go back to maize pants because we only wore those white pants twice in two, <laughs> for two seasons, and that's it. I mean, that's how he thinks about things. That's what he's into. And again, he asked. He asked uh, uh, when when they, he he called Nike and said, "Look, we want we want to go to you. You know, the bid's up, and we don't want Adidas, but Nike. Believe it or not, because anybody who covers, and I'm kind of a uniform geek. If you looked at Michigan's maize, uh, you know, since since Adidas had it, it wasn't really kind of maize. It was almost like Michigan State would have different shades of green on their teams, depending, you know, softball team would get yeah. off. they wearing Kelly green, you know, the, the, the hockey team's wearing forest green. Well, that was kind of how Michigan's maze was. Last year, game one, I see it. Michigan comes out, you know, and they're in their maze in blue. And I look at that maze and I, I go to John U. Bacon, good friend of mine, who's as geeky as me. I go, John U., because that's what I always call him, John U. I say, John U., uh, is it, Michigan got maze and he told me. Uh, Nike owned the color maize, owned the patent on the color maize. When Michigan switched, they wouldn't let him wear maize. Harbaugh calls him and says, "Listen, we'll go to you if you let us wear maize this year. If you let Adidas wear maize." And, and now we got to go
3: with the damn puke of a Jordan logo right next. to Airman, with that, we've Got to take a um, another quick break. We'll be back. We'll wrap up the show.
1: I'm Jeff Morton from Pain Free Life Centers. I'm here with former Detroit Tiger pitcher Dave Rosemont. Dave, how long did it take before you noticed any benefits from laser therapy? The first day. That's awesome. And how, how did you feel?
6: It, it gives you a positive attitude. Emotionally, I felt better. Flexibility in my knee. And the most important thing, I felt less pain.
1: And as an athlete, you'd be an authority on pain.
6: I use my body a lot. I do a lot of batting practice at Comerica. And it made my knee flexible, felt stronger, It feels good to me, and the pain was gone.
1: So now you've heard from an authority on pain. So what's your excuse? I challenge you to pick up the phone and start living a better quality of life pain-free. Call 248-879-1100 or go to painfreelifecenters.com. We're so confident in what we do, we're going to give you a free consultation and a free treatment. So Dave, what would you say to somebody suffering from pain?
6: Try it for yourself, because it helped me, and I'm sure it's going to help you
1: painfreelifecenters.com dot com do it today.
6: I'm Thad Zot with Zot M59 Chrysler Jeep Dodge
7: Ram. During our spring clearance event, you'll find the best deals in the D. Jeff, we know that, but we only have 30 seconds to tell the people. No worries. We made it easy by listing every vehicle in our massive inventory with the very best price we can offer on dealsinthed.com. Like leases starting at $129 per month or new Jeeps starting at seventeen nine. dollars Thad, we need to hurry. Our 30 seconds is almost up. But dealsinthed.com is on 24-7, three 65.
0: Get there. And that's the end of the second period. And now it's time for game day trivia, brought to you by United PhotoWorks. Tonight's question: Which Detroit-based photography company has worked with the Red Wings alumni? Companies like Ford, Shinola, and our Detroit, and been the exclusive photographers of the Joe Kosar Celebrity Softball Series for the past seven years. The answer is United PhotoWorks. Visit them today at unitedphotoworks.com. Remember, folks, that's unitedphotoworks.com. Yeah.
3: Well, the locker room talk has to stop right now with some of that stuff. Uh, You know what? Before we – just a couple more questions, but I did want to remind everybody. Coming up, August 27th at Duck Lake Pines out there in Highland, Michigan, we are having the ninth annual Joe Koser Foundation for Children's Celebrity Softball series. Um, You know, Eddie's always out there. You know, Art's been joining us the last couple years. I've been trying to get Shawnee. He's been – usually on vacation or otherwise unavailable. We've got Stony and Wojo coming out to uh, call the game again. We're going to have an official announcement on the players that are going to be playing in the game, and I will tell you that there are some, some surprises this year. Um, but we don't want to let the cat out of the bag. I know two of the guys actually want to make the announcement themselves. Um, really? but. Yeah, yeah. With that, last year we raised right around $148,000. I'm not sitting 000. on the bench, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we had to get somebody to replace Dino. Um, Dino's not going to be able to join us this year. His daughter's getting married that day. Oh, wow. So that's one of the few excuses that Joey will take and say, okay, you're off the hook. Um, had right around 4,000 people last year. It's a great event. We're adding more nice for event. the kids even more this year. We're going to add a few more amusement park rides. It's an all-day event. It's a family-type fair. I'm going to have Verb Pipe out again this year, play about a half an hour set. Great. We're going to convince Darren McCarty not to sing. So there's another bonus. Yeah, I'd like to see that. As a point (laughs) of personal privilege, I'm going to have my son on the drums. He's going to play Villains with the Verb Pipe on. Nice hit from the 90s. Uh, He's looking forward to that. So we will have more. We're going to do a show that's dedicated to it as we get closer. We'll have some of the guys come in and talk about it. Um, You know, like I said, we always love Eddie as the clown prince of that event now. It could be he's got a diaper on with a bib, or last year he had the whale costume going. But it's just not the same without Eddie yelling at the ump. Absolutely. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I have
4: to admit, last year, uh, it was it's always great. I was doing the, I guess, the TV version.
3: Yeah, you were on the on-air broadcast. Yes, on the on-air broadcast. And then
4: afterwards, there's... Uh, little bit of a VIP area where you can go, and, 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 and I remember... What happens in the VIP yeah, yeah, right. stays in the VIP. I, I remember, that, that, that's where I usually have great conversations with Eddie. I, they're very philosophical, <laughs> and you know what is always the common theme? And, I, and I've and i been doing this nine years. I've been there for the last six or seven, I think. One year I couldn't go because Eminem and Eminem's Jay-Z were playing at, at uh, Comerica, Park. Comerica Park, but... Pussy, what? Then, what? W- what's interesting about Eddie is because you know he's uh, he's a proud Canadian, but he loves American politics, and he just has a fascination and a unabashed love for Hillary Clinton, which I oh you. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> I'll be shot when I go home if <laughs> which, you say that. Which, which, which he always, Not in Canada.
3: It, they don't have guns there. So they, I don't know. They, they which is good.
4: Them. But, you know, so that, I think that that's always great is that the event itself is great. And then when you get together and you just kind of hang out with the guys and the conversation starts, Eddie obviously turns to uh, politics a lot and his love for Hillary, which is interesting. Yes, I hate her.
3: <laughs> Shawnee, one of the things. That's showing um, my love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to beat up Eddie too much, you know, because whenever Art and I gang up, you
4: yeah, know. It's, it's, it's,
3: it's, oh, I got thick skin.
4: I took bring, a picture, I took a picture of Eddie screaming at Newman in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, remember <laughs> that? So, I, still have it, I still have it on my phone.
3: <laughs> he was trying to convince us that Hillary was not smart, had not even gone to college, and she's got a jurisdiction. I didn't doctor- say that.
5: Anyway, I said so, she's not
3: smart. Fair enough. We're going to go care. with that, Shawnee, One of the things um, you know, we've been hearing the rumblings on social media. You're going to go with a geekly type show. You're going to do a fantasy show yeah. again as we're coming up. Yeah. And you're going to do it with Dennis Farrell. Yeah. yeah. Dennis. Oh, I love Dennis. Yeah. yeah Dennis was, uh, Dennis was no, on no, our no. Uh, our show. It's Sorry, yeah. yeah. But before I let Sean mention on that, I just want to mention that when I had Dennis in my fantasy football team, he took a kicker in the fourth round. He oh, took a kicker how dare in the fourth round.
5: Very yeah, smart how man. Yeah, how dare he? So tell us about what yeah, you got Dennis, coming up. Dennis so. just reached out to me and said, you know, I, I had done the fantasy shows for so long. Um, you know, I still do it for the the Fox 2 Lions show. And he said, do you want to do a podcast? I was like, sure. You know, I mean, regardless of working or not, you know, I mean, the fall's so busy for me with, you know, calling high school games and, and USA Hockey and, and Wayne State and, you know, some other things. I did some college games. Uh, last year as well, uh, I said, "Yeah, let's do it." Let's, you know, it's a Wednesday night. What else am I going to be doing on a Wednesday night? So, uh, I appreciate Dennis doing it. I had done a fantasy show for so long; I felt like it ran its course. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, it was like, "Okay, I've kind of done and said everything I can say." You know, when you do it for fifteen years, so Dennis has done it. I, I like Dennis' approach to thing. Dennis is a real genuine guy, which I yes. appreciate. Absolutely. So he asked 100%. me, and I said, yeah, let's do it. You know, so I said, You're, this is your show. I said, I don't want to – it's your show. I'm just going to uh, sit there and, you know, I, be a part of it and everything. So, yeah, it's it's going to be fun.
3: Well, one of the other things we're going to do on the Red Wing Alumni as we start um, kicking it up uh, in September is Joe has convinced me we've got our own Fantasy Hockey League, oh, right? Yeah. But now we're going to have one specifically for the alumni. There's been enough guys – that have said, hey, I want in, I want to do that. So, with that, Sean, I'd like to have that open invitation. Yeah,
5: oh, Because I'm in. we'll talk about that me on in. the
3: uh, Red Wing Alumni
5: podcast. No, it sounds cool to me, man. Absolutely. Is it, is, will that,
4: I know Dennis has been affi- affiliated with Armed Forces Radio or anything. Is he going to be able to distribute that through that I don't area? know.
5: Yeah, I know. He just, like, he's a I, real go getter. I said, Dennis, mm-hmm. you do what you want to do. You know, he was like, oh, I'm just, you know, I, like I said, I just want to be a passenger. I, mm. I've, I've done it, you know. So I I said, "You do your thing. I'll I'll gladly be like a partner." But I don't want to. It's your show, man. It's your show. So, congratulations! It'll be good. Yeah, Yeah, I like Dan. Good guy. Really good guy. You know what,
3: guys? I I just want to mention. You know, it's it's not sucking ass because I'm not. But it's been a privilege for me. You know, I've got three people in this room that have done radio for a living. They've done it professionally. They've also had some shit just go wrong that they've had no control of. I've maintained my relationship with you, Eddie, especially on the podcast because I liked working with you. Art, I like bringing you in because I learned from you. And you've got such a reputation throughout the community. And Sean, I was just absolutely amazed that you even took the phone call and then agreed to come oh, please.
5: on. Please. I've, I've known you for, what, 30 plus years? So, 30 yeah, plus of years. So. Yeah. Oh, they went to high school together high for school. one year. Yeah, one for year one together. year. They one went year. to high school yep. together. But boy, we had to
3: start the show with it. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, <laughs> you know what? You can kiss my ass. Do I have to mention the Bentley Concert Choir one more time? Please not. I'm not kissing So with that, we'll be off for a couple weeks again. We'll be back probably in the beginning of August. We'll have a new show lined up for you. You know, we appreciate you listening. If you could spread it along, spread it along on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter, at Red Wing Alumni. You can look for us on Facebook, at the Red Wing Alumni. So with that, Eddie, Art, Shawnee, thank you. Thank you, Newman.
0: else? You're listening to a previously recorded episode of the Detroit Red Wings Alumni Show.